Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. This summer, Dennis Connolly and Anne Cleary embarked on an expedition. They undertook a four-month voyage up the Shannon aboard a boat powered only by solar. Dennis, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh, So could you describe what the boat looks like? So we took a a 20-foot yacht. It was a racing yacht, um, a Prelude, which is a racing yacht that was built in the 1980s. And we we made it into a riverboat with an electric motor uh, underneath. So almost perfectly silent, a German electric motor, uh, uh, inboard motor, which you can't see. uh, And we pulled up the keel and bolted it uh, so that it would just protect the propeller. And then we had a bank of batteries, uh, which were under the seats in the cockpit. And we had a, 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 a solar canopy with six flexible solar panels powering all of that. And we we travelled from Limerick to Enniskillen entirely using solar power. Uh, from May, we took our time from uh, May to August. And uh, as we went along, we we worked with local artists who had uh, ecological projects, and we also invited scientists who talked to us about questions of freshwater ecology, climate change, uh, all sorts of issues related to uh, our project. Yeah. So was it a massive amount of work to refit the boat that way to just run on solar? Well, it was. We started with a small boat, like a twenty-foot yacht is quite small, and we have a second boat which is a barge, a sixty-foot heritage barge, which is called the Forty-eight M. And now that that is a piece of work. Uh, that that is going to be a lot of work to do. Uh, a twenty-foot uh, uh, fiberglass. Uh, racing yacht is quite light. It's only one ton, so uh, so we were able to get get by with a two uh, kilowatt torpedo motor. Uh, now, the the if you give a comparison to the barge, the barge is thirty tons, mm. so we need a much much bigger motor. So that's going to you know some people wonder whether we haven't bitten off more than we can chew, but we're up for a challenge, and you know we're hoping in the next year or so to uh, to finish fitting off fitting out the um, the forty eight M in Tullamore Harbour and to launch that um, possibly sometime in spring two thousand and twenty four. Right. But now, the, the Mayfly, as we call it, has been has been has been not so hard, really. It's a a twenty foot yacht is is not is, is something we could do within our own within our own with with within our own budget, really. Yeah, and so, so and and the panels that you had on it were they were adequate to power the boat. Yeah, they were indeed. Yeah, now I mean, maybe not in midwinter. Uh, we were travelling from May to uh, to late August, uh, and uh, we were doing fine. We were able to travel about seven hours a day uh, at about seven kilometres an hour, which is around about half power. We had a two two kilowatt motor. Um, I would have been pushing the total to about one kilowatt to get seven kilometres an hour. Now, if you pushed it up further. Uh, if you push to, to maximum speed, your batteries would run down very quickly. Uh, uh, so we, we generally uh, cruised around about seven kilometres an hour, which is which is the speed you're supposed to go at on the waterway, so as not to damage the, mm. the banks. Uh, so, so okay, so, uh, so uh, it was quite successful. Yeah, but I mean, you were able to like you know you couldn't boil a kettle or something, and then you'd grind to a halt, or could you do those kind of things? As so well? you, you could. You discover, you discover very quickly just how much uh, electricity you use boiling a kettle. Though. Uh, so you so you do that the minimum you possibly can. And uh, we we uh, we also had a solar oven, which is a sort of parabolic dish, 
uh, with mirrors, which boiled our, uh, uh, you just have to have a black kettle, and on a sunny day, you put it at the centre of the parabolic dish uh, on, on a little um, stand, and you're able to boil up your water in uh, in, uh, in a decent amount of time, not the sort of time that you'd be boiling it with your, with your mm. domestic kettle, but uh, oh. uh, so, yeah. <laughs> and we also had a solar shower, which was kind of like a back black bag uh, that was absorbing the sun and you know it was giving you lukewarm showers really as opposed to uh, piping hot okay fair but, enough uh, it was the middle of summer <laughs> so it didn't need to be it, it yeah. didn't be absolutely piping hot but is it because you're, you, yourself and Anne you're artists yes. essentially so we uh, are yeah so yeah. What, was was the boat a work of art really or, or, or how indeed, would you describe yeah. it uh, so a lot of the time, a lot of, uh, uh, I think we spent about two months uh, painting the boat as well. So a lot of the attraction of the boat was uh, was as, a, as an art object. And then when we stopped in port, uh, a lot of people came along just to have a look at the boat. Uh, and one of the things that was... Um, that was was most attractive, and in, in fact, was a, was a windmill, uh, which is above the boat, which is a kind of a sculptural windmill. Um, what we what we did tell people when they came is that most of the power was coming from the solar panels and not from the windmill, um, uh, because the windmill was really only producing power within very heavy winds. Mm. Uh, so you know, we really call it a solar boat. Uh, but the 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 windmill was 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 an attractive uh, uh, piece of work that we that really was a work of art, a sort of a, a sort of a sculptural worker uh, and the whole boat really um, we, we took a 1980s prelude which is uh, quite an old fiberglass boat uh, and recycled it and turned it into uh, and, uh, and, and uh, repainted the whole thing uh, using ecological paints and turned it really into into quite a, a, a I think what a lot of people thought was quite a, a beautiful and interesting work of art. Mm, what, what happens to the boat now? So I think we'll probably be traveling again next year on the boat. Um, I think next year our program will bring us to Dublin, to Cork City, uh, Galway City, and maybe some other. Um, uh, we'll probably be going to uh, Maynooth as well. And we have we have a different program. And each each year we have different artists we work with. Uh, so next uh, last year, uh, sorry, this year uh, there would have been I think about twenty artists around the country, and we really. Designed our our uh, our navigation according to who we were going to see. Uh, uh, so um, uh, and we went all the way up as far as Enniskillen in the north of Ireland. So next year I think we'll be more about going from coast to coast, and I think we're hoping to start in Hoth uh, and work our way all the way as far as Galway City. And uh, so in other words from the Irish Sea to the Atlantic. Uh, but all, right. all of that is still, we're still juggling all of that and we'll see, see where we'll go. But it should be a similar program next year and probably with the same boat uh, and only launching the, the, the barge, the 48M, in 2024. Okay, and the barge is the, are you intending that the barge will be travelling around the place as well? Because I am, I'm assuming yeah. it'll take a hell of a lot more solar panels to get that thing Oh, moving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we estimate we need about 24 solar panels and not, not the scale of solar panels we have in the small those either much bigger ones. Uh, so, so you know, I mean, to give, uh, I, as I said before, it's you're going from a one-ton boat to a thirty-ton boat, and um, it's 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 going to need, I think, a twenty-kilowatt motor, uh, and that's going to need a, a lot more power uh, coming from the solar panels. So, but we, but at the, at the same time, we've a much bigger uh, surface of roof on a on a barge. Uh, so we've got the surface to put the panels on, and panels would not be the most expensive thing 
uh, uh, in fact, the battery is a much more expensive thing in many ways mm-hmm. and the motor itself. Uh, uh, the, the, the happy thing is that panels, the solar panels have come down a lot in price over the last 15 years and they've stopped coming down now, but they're, but they're you know, affordable. Uh, sort of solution for uh, for this type of project. Yeah, and what's going to be inside the barge? And because obviously there's a lot more room there. So there's about 40 square meters, uh, big open surface. This is a barge that was leased to us by Waterways Ireland, and it's uh, they had already uh, um, done a fit out of the barge to make it into a viewing. Uh, deck inside. So we have a 40 square meter uh, uh, viewing deck. Um, we'll probably turn that into a sort of an exhibition space uh, to work with the artists who are meeting along the way. And also, um, each time you stop, I think we're planning on bringing a scientist um, uh, a scientist who works with uh, freshwater ecology or with climate change or with some or with uh, energy trans- transformation or with rewetting the bogs. And uh, so we'll be doing a lot of talks uh, and we have it set up for that. Right, okay. And, and yourself yeah. and Anne are members of um, School of Looking. What, what, exactly, it, yeah. what, what exactly is that? So School of Looking is really our pen, our pen name. We, we uh, for a long time as artists, we've concerned ourselves with uh, the active looking uh, as a way of learning about the world, as a way that your eyes question the world through looking and then find answers through your brain and through your eyes and through uh, and through uh, through your intelligence as human beings and uh, as a visual artist we're always we've always been concerned with the way in which uh, our eyes looking at the world is the beginning of learning or the beginning of science even uh, uh, if you like uh, so um the skill of looking has always been Making connections with scientists who work with uh, work with uh, often scientists who work with uh, vision, uh, and more recently scientists who work with uh, uh, questions of climate change, questions of the environment, and our our program is always to be looking, always to be looking around us and noticing things and inviting other people to look and to notice. Mm. Is, it, it, what's the line then between art and and campaigning? Uh, yeah, so I mean, when we we said we work with artists and scientists, and a lot of them would be activists as well. And uh, and uh, you know, I mean, I'm thinking of somebody like uh, Neil Bolton, who who's uh, who gives the talk about um, about rewetting the bogs. Uh, he he, I think he had programmed to talk for 40 minutes. I think he only got halfway through his talk, and the talk went on for an hour and a half because people uh, in in Portumna, where we gave the talk, were so passionate about this question and, and uh, not all in agreement uh, that it became this uh, quite quite an intense debate, uh, which delighted uh, Neil and delighted us as well. And I, I guess we are, to some extent, activists. Uh, we've been involved with the Green Party. Uh, uh, we've been involved uh, in... Uh, in fact, Anne is involved with Europe Ecology in, in France and has been a candidate for them in Paris. Uh, so we've had... We've, yeah, we have a lot of... There, there is that's a long question uh, at what <laughs> point does art, art stop and activism begin yeah and uh, uh, yeah, and well, is, uh, I, I, a, a question. on that point about having discussions about it when, when you and Anne were travelling around did you encounter much hostility uh, I, mean, I mean I can certainly well, say we, from the point of view of this programme any time we yeah. mention climate change you will get um, a, a, a fairly sizable cohort of people usually on Twitter usually their name isn't attached to the Twitter account but saying it's a cult it's yeah. all nonsense it's propaganda blah 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 
Yeah, well, that, I, I agree with that completely. And, and you know, as I mentioned, um, we particularly took up a question of uh, when we were going to the Midlands of rewetting the bogs, um, which uh, Neil Broadcom uh, would have been the figurehead of that. And there would have been uh, there would have been some uh, of the people who came to see us. There would have been many were. In, uh, were in agreement with them, but there was quite a vocal cohort of people who were uh, who were against it. Uh, a lot of whom would have been people who would have been earning the living from uh, the bogs and from cutting the bogs and mm. from Bordnemona uh, in the past. Uh, and to be fair, uh, the Midlands economy has been uh, has been devastated by the end of uh, uh, the end of uh, bog exploitation, uh, uh, I suppose. Um, but to be fair, also um, what uh, what Neil was proposing was uh, to create uh, carbon farming uh, that uh, the EU would pay farmers to rewet rewet bogs uh, the same way as they pay them for other forms of farming, and uh, the object of that would be to uh, create bogs which are absorbing carbon as opposed to emitting carbon. So, yeah, that's so um, I think you just have to have the. It, 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 we shouldn't. We're not shying away from debate with people who don't agree with us, and and uh, we've all, we always find them quite civil. By the way, um, in in the in the case from okay. when we were there face to face. That's good yeah. to hear. That's good to hear, Dennis. Thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. Uh, that was Dennis Connolly there. Uh, you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at two p.m. on News Talk.